Hi, my name is Devin Blankenbiller, and welcome to the Going Deeper podcast, where we dig deep into the bedrock of God's Word in these unstable times. And the title of today's podcast is Going Deeper in Joy and Security. Going Deeper in Joy and Security. Uh, joy and security is something we all desire, right? Uh, I think it's something we all have in common, no matter what your background is, um, where you're from, how you were raised, right? We all want joy. And we all want security. I mean, we can even go back to the Declaration of Independence and the country that we live in, you know, which gives every single person the equal right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When we think of joy, we do think of happiness, and we think that's a right, and we all want happiness. We all want security, don't we? I mean, isn't that why we're all thankful for um, roofs over our head at night? Isn't that the, the reason why we lock the doors usually at nighttime? Because we feel secure, that we're safe. And it's just something that we all desire. I mean, even again, as a country, one of the things that we're very thankful for is that we don't have people invading our land and we're, we're thankful for the military that protects us um, because we all want happiness and we all want security. And we've all been trained to try to find things that give us joy and find things that give us security. And as long as certain things give us joy, we'll keep grabbing at it. And as long as we feel secure in it, we'll keep taking more of it. As soon as it stops giving us joy and security, a lot of times we move on from it. It's, it's kind of like getting a newer car. If you've ever been there, if you ever had a moment where you bought, uh, upgraded your car, got a really good used one, or maybe bought a brand new one. Some of you know what that's like. And you know, you have that experience when you pick it up at the car dealership and and you're driving it home and it's shiny and it looks great and it's got that wonderful smell in it and um, and you just feel like joy and security, right? I mean, you just feel like you're excited for this purchase. You know, there's just an extra level of emotions in your heart. Usually you put the radio station on, turn it to your favorite song or something, roll the windows down, take a little bit of an extra drive home, just enjoying it. And you think about your security that, hey, maybe now you have a car that runs better, sounds better, maybe it's a little faster or more dependable, and it's secure. And, and it satisfies that, but we also know that if you've ever, uh, if you can relate to what I'm saying, how long does that last for? Six months, not even, eight weeks, two weeks, right? And then all of a sudden the car's not shiny anymore, or all of a sudden it needs maintenance in some way, shape, or form, or the brakes start to go after a year, and it's like it's not the same car anymore. And so we don't get the joy and the security from it that we once did. Um, and, and so um, we, we need to make sure that we know how to find the right joy and security. It's why I want to encourage us to go deeper in our joy and security. Um, some of us, we try to find joy and security in relationships, right? And, and as long as that relationship's feeding me with joy and security, you're in. As soon as it's not, uh, we move on, sometimes too quickly. Uh, sometimes we put our joint security in the stock market, and if you're following that right now, you're probably pretty happy with the way the stock market's been going over the last six months. However, is it secure? That's a question to ask ourselves, right? Some of us put our joint security in our job, even in our purpose. And I think 2020 has really shown us that maybe we put our joy and our security in the normal American life that we've had. And as, as that has changed, we've, we've struggled with joy and security. And I think a lot of people are saying they just can't wait to get back to a normal life because their normal life gives them that joy and security. But the problem is so many of these things that we can touch and experience are not a good source of joy and security because it's all 
going to change. And so today, you know, I, I want to dig deep in finding that joy and security. You know, again, when we started this podcast about six months ago, the word that my wife had on her heart was bedrock, you know. Um, and, and we say it every week. We want to dig deep into the bedrock of God's word because it does not change. And so today, instead of being in John, we're actually going to be reading from Psalm 16. We're going to be reading Psalm 16, just a verse we were meditating and praying today in our men's prayer and in our staff prayer today and and just been really speaking to me. So if you want to listen along or read along later, Psalm 16, I'm just going to read this whole thing. It's pretty short. It says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord, and I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. But the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. Um, You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. Also my flesh dwells secure. For therefore my um for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let my, the holy ones see corruption. For you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. What an awesome passage that is there for us as we just read that. And listen, like five or six different times it mentions the word joy or rejoicing or gladness. And that's why I come back to this. And I think Psalms 9, I mean Psalm 16, 9, verse 9, is kind of like the central theme. It says, therefore my heart is glad, my whole being rejoices, my flesh also dwells secure. And, and I want that to be said of me. I want that to be said of you. I want it to be said that wherever you go, whatever you do, that that your heart, right, is glad, that your whole being rejoices, that you're dwelling securely. But in order for us to find this deeper joy, we have to change some of the questions that we ask ourselves, okay? So here's here's my thought. I, I want to give you three questions that we need to change when it comes to finding joy and security, okay? Question number one is, we ask, what do I know? Instead of what can I learn? I want to encourage you, change the question about what do I know and change it to what can I learn, right? Because so many times when we're trying to find joy and we need joy or we're going through a moment of discouragement or whatever and we need to cheer ourselves up, we we come back to our own knowledge base. We come back to what do I know? What can I do to make me happy? What can I eat to make me happy? Or who can I call, right? Or we go listen to what other people are telling us. I mean, there's so many self-help books out there. What do they know, right? What does man know? But I want to encourage you to change it instead of and say, what can I learn, right? Because in this passage here, verse 7, it says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel at night instructs me, right? I mean, um, know this, right? The counsel that comes from God and from his word will always guide us to a place of joy. Always. Whenever we go to his counsel, whenever we get direction from his word, it will give us and bring us to a place 
of joy. Verse 4 says the opposite. Sorrow comes to those who run after the other gods. Their sorrow will multiply, right? And, and that's what happens sometimes. We run after other idols or other wisdoms, and, and sorrow multiplies in our life. But instead, when we go to God and we seek his counsel, right? Verse 11 says, um, you make known to me the path of life. That Listen, when we ask God, he will give us direction and counsel. So instead of in those moments saying, what do I know? What can I do? Instead say, what can I learn? And go to God and ask him to give you counsel in moments so that you can have joy and true security. Uh, again, James 1.5. I'm going to refer to a couple passages here in James 2. James 1.5 says, if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives it generously without reproach, meaning to anyone, right? Ask and it'll be given, but let him ask in faith without doubting. And that is a call for all of us when we're seeking joy. Let me give you another uh, change of question when it comes to finding joy. Change the question from what to who, right? From what to who? Uh, we love to ask the question, what is going to give me joy? Instead of asking the question, who will give me joy, right? Um, we, we run to the what. We run to the things thinking they're going to satisfy us. Uh, it's kind of like like when, I, when I'm hungry and I, I run to the refrigerator because I think the what in there, the stuff in there is going to satisfy me. Um, thinking the refrigerator is the source, right, or the, the, the pantry is the source. Uh, but we know that the refrigerator is not the source of the food. We know that the store is, right? Well, actually wrong. The store isn't the source of food. Um, how about the, the, the warehouse that ships it? No. It really all goes back to the manufacturer or it goes back to the livestock or the, or the, the, the farms that, that actually you know, grow the stuff, right? That's the source. Um, we go to the wrong source all the time. We, we get the what instead of the, the source. Listen, God is the source of it all. He's the who that gives us the joy instead of running to the what will give us joy. Uh, again, verse, verse 2. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. I mean, just think about these words that, that there's no good in our life that is apart from God. I mean, it's stunning to think that. I mean, listen, so many times we go to Jesus thinking that he's the means to the end, right? That we want to try to find a happy life. So maybe Jesus will help me get find a happy life. But listen, our happy life is found in him. He is the end, right? He isn't just the means. He is the end. He says, I am the bread of life and whoever eats of me will be satisfied. And I, the more we, we change that question from what will give me joy to who will give me joy, the more joy we will find because we'll find it in him. As we recognize, again, it says the Lord is my chosen portion. He's my cup, right? He's what, he is my, my joy, right? Go to the giver. Uh, I, um, I, I think too often we, we seek the hand of God instead of his heart. It's something we've been talking a lot about as a staff and in our prayer times, just to, just to pull back a little bit from seeking his hand and just seeking his heart, recognizing he is our source of joy. I heard a great quote yesterday that said, if we only seek his hand, we might miss the heart of God. But if we always seek the heart of God, he will be faithful to give us all the provision that we need. And I want to encourage, change the question from a what to a who, and let that who be Jesus. 
Uh, the third, last question I wanna encourage you to change is change the when question, right? So many times we say when, when am I gonna get it? When am I gonna, as soon as I get it, I'm gonna have joy, right? We're, we're, we anticipate those moments of getting something right away. Uh, and we need to just change it from changing it to a when to saying, I can wait. And, uh, you know, asking when um, is a very immature question. And don't take that personally, but think about just how kids, you know, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? Or when can I have it? Or, you know, when can I have dessert? Right. I mean, a lot of times when our heart is crying out for I want it now, uh, th- there's some immaturity there. And, and maturity has to happen in our lives. Joy has to deepen us, you know, so that we can change our view from this short-term view of, okay, I just, whatever right now is going to give me joy, we change it from a short-term view to a long-term view. Um, and when we, we, when we keep it short-term, our joy is paper thin, our emotions are up and down. But listen, when we, when we go to a, a long-term view, our joy is deepened and we're matured. Right. Listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with some joyful moments in our life, that those are good. A sunset, laughter, dinner with friends, a beautiful walk outside, enjoying the, the flavor of a meal. Those are all blessings, right, that, that we can glorify God in every one. But I, I think we need to just pull back and recognize it's not always about the now. Right. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, it says, are pleasures forevermore, that the pleasures of the Lord last forever, right? And, and when we're in those difficult moments that we dread, moments that we don't want to deal with, moments that cause discouragement, moments when our bodies are fatigued, moments that fear comes into our heart, we have to pull back and see the greater work, the long-term vision. Stop saying, when is this going to be over? And just say, God, help me to wait and see the long-term work you are doing. Because as we see that, we will have joy. James 1 uh, verse 3 says, consider it joy. Consider it joy. Right? Some of you know where I'm going with this and you hate this verse. Consider it joy when you endure trials of many kinds. Right? Um, what? Um, because the testing of our faith develops perseverance. So we should count it joy even when we're struggling. Why? Because there's perseverance developing. That it's going to change us from seeing the short term to the long term, right? And it says perseverance must finish its work so that we can be mature, right? So that we can see the long term and we can run to the end of the finish line and be with him forever. God is maturing some of us in a deeper way. And if we just set our eyes on the joy in the moment, we will miss what God is doing in the eternity because his joy and pleasure comes forevermore. And we need to grab hold of that, okay? And just trust God, help me to let go of the when and just help me to wait and trust for the long-term work on you. So I just want to encourage you again, change your questions um, from going from the um, not uh, what do I know, but what can I learn? Change your question from the what to the who and change your question from the when to the wait. And I believe that your joy will be deepened in him. Let me close in prayer today. God, thank you again for this time that we could just go deeper into your word. And Lord, we just say that our joy comes from you today. And whatever we, we've been putting our hope in instead of you, Lord, we, we recognize it's a false hope. And we say you are our only hope and uh, you are a joy. Lord, I just pray right now, just according to your spirit, that you pour out a joy and your security in the Holy Spirit into everyone who's listening right now. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. Listen, if you get time, go back to Psalm 16. Not only read through it, but I encourage you, just let it be something that you pray through today, and I believe that it will bless your heart. Again, thank you for joining us on the Going Deeper podcast. We hope that this was an encouragement to you. If so, share it with somebody that you like, and we look forward to seeing you next week.